After uh, some technical difficulties we got figured out, welcome back to the Krusty Cast. I'm here with Kenny, so you can kind of see. We're trying something new with uh, this video podcast and stuff. Here with Kenny, we're also here with Flocks Boys. we got Harrison and Tanner. Harrison, you've been on here a couple times. Tanner, you're new though. What's going on, Tanner? Hey man, how's it going? Not too bad. So what's you up to? Oh, you know, just just depressed because hunting season's over. That's really about <laughs> all I got going Kenny is uh, loving life that hunting season's over. I don't call him at 4 a.m. making sure he's up, and he doesn't have to <laughs> run on two hours of sleep every night. This guy. I'm the one that calls him and make sure he's up. Don't let him fool you. Hey, we all don't wake up on time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually the one that's up. Every, uh, I'll sometimes have to wake you up, but our hair's enough. The thing about it is Lewis has no problem getting up for hunting season, but when fishing season rolls around, he's asleep. I call him in the morning. I'm like, hey, I'm at the ramp. He's like, yeah. Still sleeping. How many times are you gonna yeah. tell that story? Uh till it quits happening, probably. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mine's mine is uh alarms. Dude, alarms. That man, I tell you. How many alarms I, do you set? Upwards of twelve, I'd have to say. Dude, Harrison, me, me and you are one and the same, bro. Dude, um Oh, dude, we you you wanna go stack for stack. All day, every day. Oh. Five minutes. Good God. What the hell? Do you set them every minute or something? Dude, damn near. <laughs> Adele <laughs> Adele hates me. Every five or ten minutes, for sure. Just get up like a man. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a one-alarm one person. I get As soon as I hear it, I'm up. I'm I always set mine. Harrison, tell me if you're the same way, but I'll set mine for like 20 minutes before, so I'm like, all right, I get I get some bonus sleep. No. Nah, oh, that's me. Before. I'll be like, yeah, all right. An hour. I'm hour I'll start. I'll start like 20 minutes before and then it'll be every like five minute increments now why is that you think yeah. you savor that extra 20 minutes of sleep when you yeah, know you're getting it you're like just laying there thinking oh man this is that extra 20 minutes i budgeted this myself. is extra sleep well, it's not really extra <laughs> sleep but all right. but then sometimes now, it gets bad where i miss my final alarm thinking i have another one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then i'm real late <laughs> yeah it now i'll start i'll start an hour an hour out and just hit snooze and then snooze and then on that third one i'm just Man, this sleep's real good. I don't know if I want to hunt today. <laughs> just throw my phone off. Sometimes it's just yeah. Sometimes it's just laying there knowing it's cold. Out, so cold, damn cold outside. Oh yeah. Well, the one time we stayed in the same room, and I told him, I told him, just don't set a bunch of alarms. Like, I'm not. I'm not. They started at like an hour before we we're supposed to get up, and I'm not gonna lie. Every five minutes, and I literally turned to him. I said, if you don't shut those alarms off, I'm gonna really <laughs> tell you about this. Like, I can't deal with it. See, I thought you were I, gonna I say. Up, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so you get up on the oh, first I one. Up, I, was, I was the first one up, completely dressed, and sitting on the couch waiting for everybody to get done for at least 30 or 45 minutes. Yeah, so you, you lose like an hour of sleep then. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I lost an hour. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah. Now, when we went to Texas and Kansas, I didn't, I didn't see a single alarm. Yeah. And you were and probably, like, were you stressed going out to bed? Because I know even when I'm with, with like Kenny or Malachi and I don't set alarms because I'm like, oh, they got it. I get so fucking stressed out. No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't stressed. I mean, they might leave me, but I'll be—I'll get woken up by somebody doing something loud, <laughs> the turtle box hitting loud, something. Yeah. So Tanner, you mentioned it though. We're a little depressed that the season's over. I am. Oh yeah. I and then oh, that I... we got into that downhold spiral that I said Kenny's not. But if I'm gonna be honest, 
I'm happy the stress is over. I'm happy I don't got to yeah. worry about scouting. I don't got to worry about gear prep, late nights, right. early mornings. Are you guys at all, like, relieved a little bit? Honestly, I'm not really. I mean, I, I am glad that I am. I guess I am glad that I don't have to get up, I guess you could say, super early in the morning. Yeah. But, I mean, with with me working, I really only get to hunt on the weekends. That's same and, with us, yeah. Yeah, and so, but we only have Saturday because we can't hunt Saturday and Sunday. So we, uh, so we only have one day. Wait, why can't and you hunt Sunday? It's illegal. What? It's North yeah, you can't hunt Sunday's North Carolina. Yeah. So your really? week, your weekend warrior is like is a day warrior. It's a day, day yeah. warrior. Yeah, I, so I didn't know that till now. Like, yeah, so that's why I'm just sort of like you know I don't get to hunt as much. So I'm sort of you know like oh man, I wish I had a little bit more time. So but, yeah, I mean that's what the hunting trips are for. So Kenny would would love North Carolina because Kenny always at least wants <laughs> one day a weekend he can sleep in. <laughs> it makes me sound like such a wuss, but I do like to sleep in one day a week, though. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. So, all the hunting trips you mentioned, you guys. So I go follow Flocks Waterfowl on Instagram right away and go start looking at their page because they've posted some. They, I mean, they've been content. Have you guys? It seems like you guys ramped it up since we first talked to you. I'll, I'll give that to Cole. Cole has ramped it up yeah. a lot, and. uh that's that's been his main drive is getting photos, videos, just content galore. So he has ramped that up a lot, and uh, yeah, we we put it down, we, we put some miles down. We uh we kicked off the December twenty seventh. We flew to Lubbock, Texas, and uh, hunted with Longneck and Caleb um, down there. Caleb Meesmeyer. Yeah, Caleb Meesmeyer. Yeah, we went down there home with him, with him down there, and uh, yeah, we had a blast. We uh, that's a that's a trip in itself. I yeah. mean, we had a little quick quick uh, summary on that one. We hunted three days. Um, first day it was what eleven man. Second day, twelve man. Then no, 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 no. second day was less because we had less people. It was more like eight or nine. Yeah, so we had we lost yeah we lost two we lost we lost Alex and Dean, so we dropped down two people, and then on the third day, it wild went time. wild. We uh, <laughs> down in Lubbock. Yeah, we got yeah it was wild. Um, we were uh, we found a about what do you think? I don't even know how big the feed was. All I know that they just it was we. We had our limit before um, Caleb. Caleb told us. I said, I told him after. I was like, man, that was just awesome. And he said, man, that ain't even the, that wasn't even the birds that were sitting on this. Those were just transition birds. He was like, we pulled those birds. And then when we were picking up after we shot the limit, that's when all the birds that were sitting on that pond started just coming in. And they were trying to get in on that pond while we were just picking up, just standing there. It was. Um, we uh, <clears throat> we got some local guys there um, down there. And they came and hunted, and then we pulled more people from the lodge and our group. So we had a total of 19 guys. In Is this. this the same hunt you were talking about when we were on the phone the other day? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, get into this. I, Ken, so, you got to hear about this one. Is this, uh, is this goose hunting or duck hunting? Or both? Goose. Okay. Lessers. So Kenny looks down on we, goose hunters. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, come on, no. That's, my, that's my favorite. That's the fun part about it. He's trying to make so, me a villain down here or something. You gotta, you gotta have that good guy, bad guy on it. <laughs> um, so 
it's a what would you call it a little pond it's a pond on a like a retention pond retention pond on the side of the road and uh i'm like dang dude we're kind of close to the road he's like, i don't know this we're good we're golden yeah. we're, this is we've hunted here before we're good to go like, all right cool the next thing i know all these trucks pull up i'm like where is all these people coming from did you and, know you had 19 guns like that the morning like what okay so that point in time right no. there when you I saw mean, all these we, trucks we, pulling up yeah we knew some people were coming, but we didn't know how many. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And there was supposed to be more, but someone got stuck. Their truck got stuck, and they, they couldn't make it in time. Their truck got stuck. So we're out there setting all these kickback chairs in, um, in the hide. And um, we get everything set up. We're golden. We all sit down and get ready. And it's 19 guns, and the first group comes in, and it sounds like absolute World War Four out here. This we're skipping past three, huh? <laughs> oh, dude, it's, it's out it's there, insane. bad. And um, that one goose, it was that like one or two geese came in, and they just got obliterated. <laughs> Everybody, one goose comes in, he gets shot 19 times. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they just got obliterated. I mean, well, what was wild too? What was wild before that was so the the first the hunt started, and everybody's just standing outside the blind because I think Caleb was going to park the truck. You know, he's he's in charge, he's guiding it and everything like that. And I mean, about six ducks just start working us and trying to dump in this pond. And we're just over there like, can we just shoot these now? Because it looked like it was shooting light, everything like that. But nobody nobody really answered us, so we're like, whatever. Well, two lessers came at two different times while we were all standing outside the blind, dogs running around and everything like that, and just dropped right on the pond and sat there and waited. <laughs> and then a dog went and chased one of them into the water, and all it did was just walk into the water. So literally, we, we shot. Finally, when two more came in, Caleb was like, all right, we can shoot those now. So it was cra- It was a crazy, crazy type of hunt. Just st- stuff you've never seen before. And it's, it's so pretty out there. We were watching the sunrise, and then in the back background where we're sitting at, it's all the um, what's those things called? Uh, wind turbines. Wind turbines out there in the yeah. distance for miles. That's all you see. And this was in uh, Lubbock, right? Yeah, it's yes. right outside of Lubbock. Yeah, I think it's Alexander. Yeah, some, gotcha. somewhere out there. Yeah, um, our buddy that I started hunting with a little bit this year, um, one of Brad's friends. I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast or whatever, but, but my buddy Brad, uh, he I met Tanner through him, and he actually works. He's a welder out in Lubbock. And so I was when oh. he was like sending me Snapchats out in Lubbock, I go, hey, are there any birds up there? My, like the Flocks boys just shot a, just shot a limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we killed... 83 birds that day wow and, and it was oh my god all you heard was doo, 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 oh i bet doo, doo. oh i bet well we have that and video there's... we have that video of that 11 man i was on dude that was western like i was just i was i was only filming that hunt i got to shoot the last you know once everybody once he got close to our limit i you know he was like all right lewis your turn to shoot and i was like ah i'm gonna miss but all right <laughs> but dude it was it it gets crazy when all you just hear is just da, 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 da. and it's not like mm. rifles there's where it's like piercing it's just like thuds just deep thuds and half of us were all shooting 20 gauge so it's just like you guys shoot 20 gauges down in texas oh yeah that's pretty much all i shoot are those birds so are you you guys have hunted up north right 
Are the birds down in Texas, are they a lot thinner? Uh, feathers kind of thinned out a lot more down there? I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say not really. I mean, so the lesser, so we didn't really shoot in her like the greater Canada, like the bigger Canada geese or anything like that down in yeah. Texas. So the lessers that we shot were pretty small. So they were definitely like, they were like a little bit bigger than a mallard, you know, oh, type really? thing. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. they weren't, they weren't much bigger. I mean, they were, they were slightly bigger, but they wasn't nothing crazy. So the 20 gauge could definitely, you know, handle something like that but gotcha. um I, de- I mean we didn't shoot any lessers in kansas this year did we no Mm-mm. i don't think so Mm-mm. yeah so i mean they're from what like if the lessers in kansas i don't i don't think there's much of a difference from that to texas for me know. personally kenny but, our geese up here well after their field dress what do you think like what do you think a pound of boob each boob's like a pound yeah there's a i mean when you get when you get real late in the season, it's the best way I can describe it, dude. Each boob, like <laughs> we've had this debate multiple times about: is a breast two lobes or one lobe? One boob or two boobs? Is, yeah. is, when you say breast, is it one boob or two boobs? And I say, if you say breast, that's one boob. If you say breasts, that's two boobs. So when you say, but some hey, people say that a breast is like there's one breast on a goose. It's like the breast. Then, then you get the argument: yeah, one breast or two breasts. Okay, well we're doing like one boob or two boob. Like I don't. That's how we describe it. That's how. That's how the crusty cast boys describe our geese and our ducks. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? That's non- hilarious. Yeah, non-sexually, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that uh, some of these birds. I mean, they just like you can barely like if you put your hand like through the feathers, you can barely get to the skin on the backside. You're pulling for yeah. like a while and still not even pulling anything off. Yeah, and I know, like, this year, when we had that last hunt... I pretty much filled an entire trash bag with, like, five or six geese. Just, Like, yeah, just an entire 50-gallon trash bag with, with just feathers. I've done, I've done like, maybe not 55 gallons, but, like, the regular-ass kitchen trash can, trash basket. I don't know if that's maybe two, three gallons. I don't know. Full of just feathers from these geese. And they're not compacted. Like, you can make that argument all you want, but, like... Just how thick these geese are. I don't even know if a twenty gauge, unless you're hitting them in the head every single time, is is dropping these geese up here. Okay. See, we went to Kansas at the end of January, and yeah. we all I shot twenty. Who else shot twenty? I shot a twenty, but I didn't on that day that the day that we knew we were just going to shoot geese. Those two days, yeah, I shot my twelve. And those geese were definitely thick. I those mean, they were very yeah. thick. Yeah, and they were solid too. But I mean, if that's the only time I'll ever shoot a twelve gauge, if we're ever shooting like big Canada, like big Tonys. Yeah. Um, everything else, I'm gonna shoot a twenty, um, and just rock with that. Just because I mean, the shells, the ball shells that I like to shoot. I mean, they, they, they're pretty, they're pretty legit. Dude, but, I'm a big fan of Boss. I I will yeah. say last year. This year kind of sucked for me and Kenny, duck hunting wise. Our early goose and our late goose is pretty decent, but last year we just didn't have birds. Like yeah, our weather for a sucked. big portion of our season. Yeah. Um, but for ducks last year, I couldn't tell if it was the boss dropping the birds or me just actually <laughs> becoming a better shot. <laughs> and then no, wanted to prove that theory it's out. Shell. It's the yeah. shell. The shell it's makes the man. <laughs> It's a shell. It's not you. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely the shell. It ain't me. I will sure. say though, I would, I probably will end up buying another case of boss for this upcoming oh, yeah. season. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. I mean, we were. I was die high, die hard magra for 
couple years and then that guy I Tanner switched. I was just mentioning he's he's diehard Migra now. He loves those Migra shells. Well, <clears throat> I switched to boss number threes in that twenty gauge. And I'm not a good shot at all. But the things <laughs> the things drop every time. Own a waterfowl like. company, you're not a good shot. I'm calling bullshit. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Straight I mean, up. I got a video of I got video of proof. Oh, I got video of proof of me. <laughs> yeah, I got three video. swings and a miss. Got, oh. a bird fifteen feet from me. I Dude, can send you the video. That's par for the course. I thought it was funny. Uh, I think it's funny you mentioned that because even me, like when I, I towards the end of middle to end of the season, I started filming a lot more uh, to get more content, kind of like Cole's doing with you guys. And I'll be filming, filming, filming. We'll get close to our our limits because I'll always bring my gun, you know, just in case it's a shoot. We get close to the end, and then whoever's running the hunt's like, "All right, Lewis, like you're up." I'm like. Don't say that, dude. Do Lewis, not make uh, me shoot alone. I remember when I post. It's on YouTube. We were doing an October hunt. We were in that field. Um, yeah, Lewis gets stage fright if you make him shoot alone in front of people. He can't. He can hit a bird if there's birds coming in and everyone's shooting. But if everyone's just sitting there <laughs> watching him, he gets stage fright. But we were we were in this mallard hunt and early October, and my buddy John goes, "All right, Lewis, take the, take these two up front when they come." And I go. Don't you fucking dare. Everybody shoot with me. Everybody fucking shoot with me. <laughs> Even if we're just shooting the other way, he'll hit him. But if we're, if it's just him, he's no, he's going to miss. You just think no, too much. That's exactly what happened. So we were in, were we in Kansas? We were in Kansas. We were in Kansas. First, we Kansas. First time we went to Kansas. And this was, I don't remember the last time this was, you asked me what my, my favorite hunt was. And it was that day. It was snowing. And we had just killed all these mallards, and we got a few more geese coming in. And uh, we had one goose on the right-hand side, and I was far right. And they're like, hit them on the end. I'm like, oh, God. So I stand up, strike one, strike two, strike three. And the guy, and our guy at the time was filming it on his phone. And then he's like, I got on video for you. Don't you worry. <laughs> like, We're like, thanks, thanks God. God. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm gonna throw and that he one sent up. It to me. He he sent it to me actually on Instagram like about a couple months back. Says, "Hey, you remember this?" So trying to be funny. So at the end of that 83, 83 bird hunt, yeah. What eighty three is not a round number. What's your limit per person in Texas? It was five. It was five. five. We were about we we could have shot more, but we couple, had a couple so shy of a. Yeah, a yeah. Couple shot I mean, your limit. We, we pretty much we definitely would have shot a limit. I think you just stopped because just to make sure we didn't go over. Yeah, that's a main dude. That's hard. That's hard with nineteen. That's why. Yeah, I think that's why he just pretty much said, "All right, <laughs> we're good." <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, these groups were coming in five five piece five to ten piece groups. Yeah, and you got nineteen guns pointing. I mean, so you, I mean, you ended up <clears throat> so it's a little over a sixteen man limit. That's yeah. That's a bag, dude. How did you a, guys uh what'd you guys do afterwards? So the reason I ask whenever we shoot a lot of geese, we usually just kinda go our separate ways. I've always wanted to do like a especially when there's football on early season, I've always wanted to have like a big cleaning party. Is that something you guys do? All right, so that day was the most stressful day of our lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had to be on a flight at two ten was our flight and 
We'd be at the yeah. airport at two ten. We had at three. We had an hour time frame to be there. We got done hunting at twelve o'clock, and we had to clean all these birds, and drive to the airport. So we haul the mail back to uh, the lodge, clean all the birds, and make it with minutes to spare. But once we got to, once Jesus. we got to the airport, it's the Lubbock Airport. I mean, TSA took us ten minutes, if that. I mean, never been there, so I don't know. It's you ain't miss much. It's about one terminal and uh, one TSA line. That's it. Uh, I spent three I hours in Atlanta one time at TSA. Oh, and in the TSA line? Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, Atlanta's like one of the most uh, traveled airports in the country. I figured it'd be LAX. Yeah. You'd think so. Huh. Hey, good to know. More you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, Charlotte's right there with it. Charlotte is massive. and uh, I've been to the Charlotte airport. Massive. Yeah. But it's you a... made, made your flight with minutes to spare. Where were you, mm-hmm. where were you guys going on that flight? Another hunt or back home? back home we're going back home yeah when was this around christmas uh this big hunt when you guys got that because i know oklahoma kind of about an hour and a half north two hours north of you guys in oklahoma um had some huge snow coming down or huge huge weather was that right around that time i don't know i can't can't remember only reason i know this is because we were working from home for the holiday season and one of my coworkers' brothers, uh, her brother, does a lot of hunting. His job also travels, so he gets to travel for work and hunt all the time. Him and his buddy were driving down from Montana back to Florida, and got caught in a big drift. So I texted the flocks, Caleb, not uh, Caleb Miesmeyer, Caleb Shuffler, and I was yeah, like, "Hey, yeah. I know you guys have some people around the area," and he was like, "Oh yeah, dude, we're right there." <laughs> No, I think that was it. I, because I remember, I'm pretty sure I heard Caleb say that you texted him. Um, but yeah, that was, that would have been it. I think it was either like the day or two before we got there. Because Caleb drove all the way out there. Him and uh, Hunter drove all the way out there. And uh, they uh, once they got there, it took them what, two days to get there. Yeah. Well, they took it slow. Yeah. Took it slow, but it was 21 hours to get there. God, and they stopped dang. at the sickest. No, why yeah. did they drive besides besides fly? They, they took just their have... dogs. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So Caleb's got a dog now. He's got a dog, Den um, Knox, and then Hunter has a dog named Denver. Nice, nice. Because I know, yeah, I know Hunter had a dog. He's the first one we did. He's how we met you guys. That's Robbie. And then no, that's Robbie. You're thinking of Robbie, dude. I I'm so bad with names. He needs to get a bingo card we with you guys' faces on it. I'm gonna I'm this. just gonna go ahead and apologize. A blanket statement to all the Flocks boys, and I'll send you guys a signed card apologizing for how much I fuck up your guys' names. Hey, man, you've called me 115 times. <laughs> hey, um, at least um, we didn't say you're from South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's disrespectful. That'd been, that'd been <laughs> and Tanner, you got a. What was it? A pointer. Yeah, I've got a pointer. Yeah. So, what do you do with the pointer? You do a lot of. Uh, what do you have in North Carolina, or do you take that pointer? elsewhere so we don't really have any anything really in north carolina i mean you probably get more towards the coast you have some birds but a lot of the times you know we sort of do like a preserve hunt or something like that to where you know they'll they'll set out some quail or something like that and we'll take him to go do it um i'd like you know kansas when we go we'll probably go again to kansas next year yeah. uh, 
depending on um, how big a place we get and stuff like that, I might bring him and we'll go, you know, hunt some pheasants or something like that. So he doesn't really get to hunt a whole lot around here. Um, but he, uh, when he does, it's, it's a fun time. It's, it's cool to, it's cool. Cause it's a different style of hunting, different type of hunting. Oh yeah. And I love pointers. It's cool watch, yeah. It's cool to watch him work. So I think pointers, dogs in general are just cool as shit to watch work. Oh yeah. Like this season I got to work with, uh, Brad's dog and Nick's dog. So Marsh and, and Millie. And then my buddy Brad just got a new dog from Mossy Oak Kennels. He got another dog? Yeah, he just went and got a, a, a pup from had, Mossy Oak. he had Millie, right? And then, yeah, he had uh, Millie. He's got another dog now? I think he got Millie. Millie's pretty good. I think he got Millie like middle of last summer. Or not Millie. He got Cedar, which is his new pup's name, middle of last summer from Mossy Oak Kennels. He said that was a pretty cool experience. But God dang, dude, how expensive those freaking dogs are. Where did your uh, where did your grandpa get Pearl? Uh, he got Pearl from a local guy that does, uh, he travels all over the country and, uh, well, he breeds only purebred labs, but he travels all over the country and does like field trials and stuff like that. He takes his dog. Yeah. So, but he doesn't, he'll have like, he'll have like a run of pups, like every couple of years. He doesn't do it like every year or every some month, but yeah. Cause Kenny's grandpa's got a uh, black lab Pearl. I think, sorry, Brad and, and sorry, uh, Nick, if you're listening, that's probably the smartest dog I've ever seen work. I mean, his grandpa. How long is your grandpa? Well, he had. He's well. He's retired, so he's got a lot yeah. of time to train her. But she's a smart dog. He's. Uh, she's about six years old now, I think. Yeah, she's. She's fucking so on she, her game. She's had a lot of experience. She goes every year. She goes out to Iowa and hunts pheasants. So, she's more of a. She's more of a pheasant hunting dog, but she will do waterfall too. But she's more trained in pheasants. But Kenny didn't want to bring her out to any of our uh, any of our hunts. Well, it's because I haven't worked with her too much. Just me and her. He's more. She's more used to working with him. So that's. I mean, I'm sure she'd be fine. But she also she also doesn't really do any field hunting for the most part. It's mostly all water if she does it. So yeah, it'd be something that's new to her, and I would be new to working with her. Kind of. I mean, I work with her in the fields for pheasants and stuff like that too. But he's mostly, you know worked with her yeah kenny you just got a house when are you getting a dog uh tomorrow are you no i'm just no. <laughs> don't get my hopes up <laughs> uh who knows i don't have, i don't i don't know i don't i feel like i don't have time right now to train him but like uh robbie said you know it takes 10 minutes a day so hey not a valid listen, not a valid yeah. excuse i guess still listening to robbie over here yeah oh robbie yeah yeah i don't i didn't have time to train gunner so i sent him i sent him off to train your dog's so. name's gunner yeah. My first dog ever uh, was in Newfoundland, and we named him Gunner. Oh, sweet. <laughs> that was back when I was like four or five years old. <laughs> we gotta, I got to watch Gunner work for the first time this weekend, and yeah. he, did ama- he did amazing. I mean, just watching him walk through these fields and then all of a sudden just freeze. And, oh, dude. And it's just like everything else stops, and he is like, it's right there. I know it. That's what I, I know. Th- that's why I like pointers. And what Tanner? What kind of dog actually like specifically do you have? It's a German Shorthair Pointer. Gotcha. Yeah. That's why I think there's two things that get me just like shaken. A big buck. Or there's a couple things that get me shaken, but like a big buck walking in, geese cupped up, and when mm. you see that dog just lock up. Oh yeah. Like I think, yeah. but when I when you see a dog just lock up. 
Then you have the couple steps going up to the dog where you're like, oh, shit. Going back to the point of when you're soloed out shooting, you overthink it. You're like, okay, don't miss this bird. I know it's there. I know it's going to pop up. I know it's going to do everything. Now we can't miss it. Now it's on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's like, I don't, whenever Gunner's hunting, I usually don't even shoot, to be honest. I just usually work him and let yeah. everybody, because we usually have like three, three or four people in the field, you know, hunting with us. So I just work him and uh, I just, I get to watch him miss. So, because they're not used to the bird coming up out of the ground. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah, fun. I'm used to the bird coming down. And then <laughs> I mean, it's, everything's I mean, reversed, dude. I don't get it. Everything's reversed. Oh, yeah, he can't even shoot them, and then he's trying to shoot the other. It's just not working out. <laughs> but then I switch from a tw- I switch from a twelve gauge to a twenty gauge. I'm like, ah. if I can't hit him coming in now, I definitely can't hit him with a twenty gauge. <laughs> it, what but, do you guys uh, switch from? Do you switch from twelve to twenty a lot? Depending, depending on the hunts, yeah. That's one thing that I have thought about was using my twenty gauge and some of these hunts. So I have a, well, I have, I have three guns three shotguns I'll i'm gonna use. i'm gonna switch to 20 gauge just because it's an excuse to get another gun yeah good point, yeah, good point. That, that was, that was <laughs> i think hey brownie they're a5 they just came out with a 20 gauge i did see that oh. it looks like a big gun follow oh, yeah. a bass pro tomorrow <laughs> but even with my so i got my waterfowl gun i got the remington versa max dude that gun's heavy as shit and it's slow it's real slow to swing like if i'm shooting if we're going diver hunting Forget about it. I ain't I ain't going anymore. I went through the second day I got that gun. My buddy invited me on a diver hunt. I, I didn't shoot this gun yet. Uh, I think two boxes, two and a half boxes of ammo to drop two birds. <laughs> but that gun, I love it. It functions well. Never had a jam on it. Even like freezing cold. It gets sometimes the action slow, but that's it. I've never had a jam or anything on it, but it's so heavy. That it's just so slow to swing. And my other gun that I have that I used for like when we go rabbit or pheasant hunting is a Stoger M2500. Short, compact, light as ever. And I can hit I can hit with that gun all day. When- See, yeah, because we've had this argument before because yeah. I, I feel like it's sometimes my gun is too light. And we're talking we're not talking about pounds here. We're talking about ounces. We are, well, uh, dude, down. I don't know. I mean you felt you've held my gun. My gun's heavy. Well, maybe, well, yeah, maybe between, well, it's ounces between the Franke Affinity, which is what I have in Stoker. We're talking ounces. but Yeah, you are talking ounces for that gun. But I just, I, I don't know. I feel like so, at sometimes my gun might be too light. Because I, I think I got a 28-inch barrel. What kind of barrel, what size barrels do you guys run? 28. 28. Yeah. yeah, 28. Do you guys find it, what guns do you run? Benelli SB3. So, Both of you guys? Yeah, we uh, we have both of us have yeah. the same guns. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys mix yeah. them up every now and then? No, nah, mine's mine's all black. My twenty gauge and they're different colors. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> mine, I got I got tim- I got timber and Cerakoted, and then I got Max Five. That's Max a good looking seven. gun. That timber and Cerakote. You like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny is you a like fan that? of the small things, dude. He's a he's an artist at heart. Yeah, uh, like, gun, gun finishes I get. Yeah, I really like gun finishes. <laughs> I'll buy a gun just because I like the finish on it. Well, see, I didn't like my finish on my 20 gauge because it's that Max 7. I can't stand Max 7. Why not? Oh, I hate it. I just don't like it. Really? Oh, I, yeah. yeah I don't like 
I got sick of camo on mine. I don't even run Sika, so. <laughs> yeah, I got sick of timber on, on my 12, but the 20H, is that Max 7? It's just, I mean, I, I don't hunt, like, that style of Marshes? Camel. Yeah, marked as much. So, let me get it. You think Sarah it just Cody. sticks out? Uh, it drives me insane. I yeah. think he just does I think it's just more of a color issue for him. I don't think he's worried about it sticking out. I think uh, it's a, uh, it's just they mm. don't it don't match. I need an excuse. Don't match. You big? How much does it cost to get your whole gun seracoded? I've thought about getting um, not my gun I have now, but my other shotgun to get seracoded because it paints almost all chips. Stoger. Yeah, the Stoger. Like there's that'd a bunch be, of chips that'd on be that. Badass. When we got I so. Cole and uh, another guy we know got their guns done by this guy in Concord that we know. Um, and I think, what was it, 250 I think. I think it's 250 $300 yeah. for a gun. Yeah. Oh. And his and the and the other buddy's gun, he did, like, a full custom, like, World War II, like, bomber theme and, like, all oh, this kind of, like, like, I can, we can oh, send you a photo. It's bad. It's bomb. pretty sick. It's it's pretty sick. And I think he only got charged, like, 250 which oh, was insane. Not bad at he all. also got... He also got the um, extent, like the charging handle. I think. Yeah. So I can't charging handle and then the button too um, upgraded. And gotcha. Which is simple to fix, simple to do, but yeah. He went ahead and fixed it. So. Do you guys think your gun camo actually matters? No. No. How? I got my camera, and I, you. I know you hired the photographer for your one hunt. Yeah, Cole reached out to her. Yeah. Oh, and Caleb got her. She was from Kansas. One of my biggest things when when I transitioned from being a hunter to a videographer for X amount of hunts, when you're a hunter, you want to sit down, cover yourself, and just get out of the just get out of the way. Like you want to hide, you know. Mm-hmm. But as a videographer, you almost want to like you have to get the birds. And almost what I've noticed is even when those birds are coming right over you, they really don't give a shit that much unless you're moving around. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I'll be – I will Unless you're wearing, like, neon orange. Yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, you're still wearing camo. Yeah, Yeah, because I'll wear – Say that again, sorry. I'm saying if the gun's, like, a bright color, then, yeah, that does make make it, like, an issue. Like, if it's, like – chrome or something like that they're like a piece on its chrome then yeah that is an issue but yeah if it's just like ammo then it's it's perfectly fine because like i will wear like i will even when it's warm i'll wear like my full gloves everything camo just so i don't like stick out just like my white face isn't showing in the sun or anything like that but i've noticed like they don't as long as you're not like moving around too much they don't care that much or if you're not shaking the hide because i've always seen you know you get all these cool camos on on your shotguns, but I almost want to get, if I get an A5, Nick sent me a picture of one that was like a... You should get the old duck camo. That's the only one you should get. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Because I almost want to get... Yeah, that's a good looking gun. I almost want to get just a retro. regular... The what now? The retro camo looks Yeah, good. the retro duck camo. It does the look good. old, like, uh, I don't know if it's like 60s or whatever, retro duck camo. Oh, it does look good. I won't, I won't knock it looks good. But I almost want to get just a regular wooden stock like a wooden stock gun, I think they look beautiful. Oh yeah, 
Cole, he's got one that's a wood stock that spins that he has wood finish, and then the metals have been cerakoted like a like a tan. That was pretty badass. Does I don't lie to you. Oh yeah. I've been thinking about that for my next shotgun, an A5. It looks, I mean, when you look at it, to me, it looks like a really heavy gun, but it's not. Dude, no, they're... Doesn't they're it look heavy, though? Just as light as your Franke. Yeah, but doesn't it look, looking at it, doesn't it look does. heavy? It does look it like a heavy gun. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know if you might want to get that A5. Ooh. Chef, uh, Chef, they jam a lot or Chef, something? Uh, Chef had one. I mean, he might have had a dud, but he had one, and I mean, I think every hunt... I think it, it clicked. On, it clicked at least at once a hunt. Ooh, I like, can't yeah, that. It's not... Once a hunt minimum, but it, it clicked a lot. Yeah, it clicked a lot. To the point where we knew it was going to click whenever he was the one <laughs> killing the bird. Like, kill, kill it. Click. <laughs> click, click. But, so are yeah, you guys was... are you guys SB3 fanboys then? Oh. I love mine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so you we have to call fanboys. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. fanboys, but we I really enjoy mine. But, yeah. um we we actually had to we upgraded our spring and our twenty gauges like the yeah. recoil spring yeah because it was sort of it was almost it wouldn't jam but it was sort of slow so when we did that we haven't had an issue since and it's been yeah. it's been so I just went pheasant hunting I went and did a tower shoot I don't know if y'all ever done that with I've never done one heard about what they are though yeah yeah it's fun but uh I went Friday and you got to shoot like sevens minimum. And I was shooting seven and a half, eight, and uh, it would not eject them out. But once I uploaded the spring in it on this Friday when I hunted, those things were getting slung out like crazy. And I just kept <laughs> rocking, rocking them through. You just got to uh, put a lighter spring in it for those lighter loads, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a little, a little uh, addition that helps out a lot. Yeah. Once we figure that out, I mean, that was my only complaint with them. Yeah. Really, for the twenty gauge, the twelve gauge was fine. I haven't had a complaint yet, but uh, once we fix that, it's just been it's been the perfect little gun. Because so. that's what my buddy got a SP three, and so we were when we oh this was three four years ago maybe Ben Scooter, he got an SP three, and it was like two weeks after I got my Versa Max, and we were shooting them just kind of shooting skeet at his house, messing around, and I after shooting my heavy Versa Max. And then going right to his SB3, I just thought personally it was too light. Now that was a very inexperienced me, which is lighter than the Affinity. Yeah, which is also lighter than the Affinity, which is a very inexperienced me though. Again, again by ounces though, because we're talking about ounces here, not pounds. We are, yeah. And I almost didn't like it. I almost felt like it felt plasticky. Or like, oh god, I'm gonna sound like such an idiot here. <laughs> but like, I almost I didn't like how light it was. But then I, I'm sitting here and I'm complaining because how slow my Versamax is, and I don't know why. Sorry, I, but that's but that's that's how I felt about it. I just looked it up, but the 20 gauge weighs 5.5 pounds, and the 12 gauge weighs 6.9 pounds. God damn! How much does my Versamax weigh? That makes you makes you think. You're sitting here talking about ounces, but in reality, it's pounds. Let's see, Remington Versamax. Look eight, at your Franke. Eight. How much is mine? Front, I guarantee it's like seven, six and a half, seven. For the 12. For the 12. Yeah. The oh, front, damn. My Versamax only weighs seven and a half. I thought that was for sure like an eight gun. Yeah. Eight pounds. Oh, yeah. Seven and a half. yeah. 
But uh, Franke is made by the internals are Benelli. Well, it's the same thing with yeah. You go from it goes from Benelli to Franke to Stoger. Yeah. And that's why I do like my Stoger. So I mean that inertia system I think is pretty nice. I like gas guns though. I feel I feel more confident in cold weather with gas guns just because that that hot gas just breaks everything up more so than they rely on that inertia. I'm not gonna lie. I, I so the SB3 got a bunch of a bunch of dirt in it in Texas because uh, I dumped it pretty much in the dirt bags, <laughs> and uh, it was just that West Texas, you know, dust and everything. So. I had to shoot uh, Caleb's um, A400 Beretta like gas gun, and I shot that. And I've I've always sort of been against it, like that, because I, I I held a 12 gauge. And I was like, this thing, I don't like it. But I held his 20 gauge, and man, that's that's a sweet shooting gas gun. Like the that's A400. A, yeah, yeah, the 20 gauge. It's a. If I was to get another 20 gauge, which I'm tempted to, um, that's what I would get. And the 100%. A400 has been on my on my watch list too i've been looking at those a few times i think they look slick i think the a400s oh, yeah. look slick see i didn't whenever i was shooting the 20 the 12 gauge i didn't like how how it shouldered yeah but 20 gauge is slightly different i feel like i could just be dumb but um i feel like it's 100 times better because it's i guess it's smaller you know like less less yeah less weight yeah and um i feel like it just shouldered better and it, it shot smooth like it i felt like it didn't even kick it off gotcha so, yeah, but man, see, we got, or go ahead, finish up. So I bought my gun right before we went out to Texas. Yeah. So my my twenty gauge was brand new. We hunted one day with it, and it got so much dust and it caked up. It would not cycle. Is that a th- common it, thing for Texas though to get a bunch of that dust? I, well, see, when we went out there last year, it didn't happen. But then I, when Caleb was like, "Remember, it rained." The first day we got here, so all the ground was wet for two, three days, and there was a heavy mist every morning. Yeah. That helped out a lot. But, dude, my thing was so caked up with dust. It, it was just miserable cleaning it out. Lewis, how heavy was your gun? Eight and a half. Yeah, see, the Franke Affinity three and a half was just under seven, so it was like 6.9. And what would you say the... Uh... It's lighter, so what was your 6.48 or something? Yeah, something like six, six something. Yeah, so it's like right twenty between, gauge. Yeah. So like half a pound lighter. Twenty gauge, five point five. Oh yeah, this is a twelve. I'm talking about twelve gauge. Yeah, because so they were yeah. they were mentioning shooting the twenties and everything like yeah. that. Sorry, that took uh, so I mean, long. I, sorry. Uh, go ahead, Harrison. Finish up. <laughs> Get us back on track here. That was it. That was it. <laughs> oh okay. No, but I wanted to say we, shit, we went down a rabbit hole talking about guns, and I think no, some good. people could enjoy that because me being an inexperienced waterfowl hunter, only starting, only owning. One true waterfowl gun. I mean, my Stoger M25 is a turkey gun. So, like, I always like to talk to talk to my buddies John and Nick, Brad and Tanner, and see what like see what they've shot because I have only experienced a Versamax hunting. I've experienced an SB3 clay shooting and a Franke clay shooting, but only the Versamax hunting. So, I think I think those conversations are kind of fun to have to see what other people think. But you guys traveled everywhere. I mean, where did you go to? You went from you hunted in South Carolina or North Carolina. God, man, I'm bad at this. North Carolina. I caught myself. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. You went from North Carolina. Did you hunt anywhere going down to Texas? No, no. Yeah, we flew. We flew. Gotcha. We we flew to Texas, so we didn't hunt anywhere else. And then you went Um, from Lubbock to where'd you go after Lubbock? So we went from Lubbock to Charlotte, 
for two weeks we worked we worked did our regular lives and then for another week and a half we went to kansas so we drove to kansas this time and uh <laughs> that's that's a story for itself that's that's long enough um is that where you guys wait, got wait, the... wait a minute wait a minute we got a we got a long story for kansas huh is that where you guys got the flat tire yeah. i saw on your instagram yeah. Oh, that one. That one a flat. Oh, tire. that was a flat tire. Blown out. Blown out. <laughs> Leaf spring. So, axle. You name it. Oh, it was, boy. everything happened. So yeah. we're driving out there, and we get through the gorge through Tennessee, and then all of a sudden we're going five miles an hour on an icy road <clears throat> at twelve o'clock at night, pitch black, and all it is is us and eighteen wheelers rolling sixty-five, seventy miles an hour, not scared of nothing. And uh, sure as hell weren't Cole's, scared of you, dude. Nah, me and Cole <laughs> was uh, we got to the point where we were just praying because we, we were scared to death. And uh, I mean, we hit ice terrible, it was it was bad, it was good, it was it was scary, it was scary, very scary. Um, so we drove all through the night, four o'clock, we hit snow coming through what Missouri, Missouri, we hit snow. I was asleep for that. <laughs> and then about about six fifteen, we get into St. Louis. Prime rush hour traffic around seven o'clock. Once we got through, and uh, someone called called the truck and was like, "Hey, the trailers don't smoke." So we popped out on the side of the interstate, downtown St. Louis, right on the outskirts on the interstate, and it's prime rush hour traffic. Cars going everywhere, snowing. And uh, the that's when the lease spring. The lease spring was the one that blew out then. And, Your uh, lease spring blew out. What, what was that? Just dragging on the ground, or was that rubbing against the tire, causing smoke? So the the suspension of the trailer, yeah, went on one side. So it was just rubbing the wheels, rubbing the wheel well on the oh. trailer. So yeah, so we had to after two sketchy tire shops with Russians running them. We went to uh, this place in uh, I can't remember. I can't remember where it's at, but it was a it was like a mom and pop type deal, and they hooked us up. They got us fixed within like two hours. Look at that! We just you just had to fix no, the leaf spring. Both leaf springs on Cole's trailer, and what else? I there? think that was it. I think yeah. you just did the leaf spring. I think you welded a little bit on it, and uh, they got them back on the road. We didn't have a problem out of the trailer. Until we came home, yeah, tires then, weren't messed that, up or anything like that. No, no, nah. that's what. Yeah, they weren't. They said the dude said they were fine, so yeah, they just rocked with it. So. But I flew home like middle of the week, and they drove back home. And what? Now you tell what happened. So I was me and another buddy <laughs> were in another truck up the road, and we get a call like we get a we get a video sent to us like, and I get a phone call from Cole, and I'm like, he's like, yo, check that video. And so I checked it, and literally the, it looks like I don't even know. Maybe the bracket for the leaf spring that held it onto the axle, and I think it, I think it tore the frame out too, or something in one part. And so they were just there, and the and a tire was just shredded. Like I mean, it oh, looks like my gosh, day out of this tire. And I'm like, and I'm like, what is going on? So they had to literally find a 24 hour welder, have him come weld the trailer on the side of the road. 
find, get that taken care of. And then we finally put the tire back on and got back on the road. And we just, at that point, we just stayed in a hotel and <laughs> just said, we're going to, we're going to stop for the night and then just get on the road. You boys but, need to sell that trailer. <laughs> Lewis has been trying to. Two things. Lewis has been talking about getting a trailer, so maybe you could sell it to him. Oh, I don't. After hearing that, I probably two, won't buy that. Two. The kind of budget that we were looking to spend on a trailer is going to be way worse than the one you get from you guys. So <laughs> maybe that I mean, makes him rethink his decision there. Trailers are expensive, that's for sure. How much yeah. did that yeah, over but, that twenty four seven welder cost you guys? It really wasn't. Long. I think it was like. 300 bucks. Yeah. Shit. You guys said that's not a lie. I think that's a <laughs> damn. For, well, for him to have to drive to you, get set up and weld, weld your trailer on the side of the road. I mean, I mean the way I, was, I look at it, I was thinking upwards of like 800. Like, okay. That's what I was okay. Thinking. Okay. I, for when it, they told me 300, I was like, oh, that's, that's perfect. But yeah. yeah I guess sure. it's and a then, different mindset. When I, if I was sitting there on the side of the road with you guys, I'd be like, fuck, all right, I'll spend 2,500 to get this thing done. So I guess, yeah, oh, you, yes, make you make a point. You make a point. Yeah, but no, nah, man. He did. They did him. He did us. Did him. Did him fair. But uh, yeah. Without Kansas was fun. We had a we had a good good few memories from there. Um, I know I, you guys posted some thirst traps of you guys in the the King Ranch. You guys rented. Oh, oh that, dude, was that was in Texas. Texas. Yeah. Oh, that was in Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we get our rental truck, and Tanner shows me a key, and he's like. Yeah. Look at this key. Because I, I was like, I was, I, we got a truck. I was like, I want a truck. Like, we all want a truck, you know. And it was honestly the only thing they had left, like, for rental that was a nice vehicle. So I was like, we're getting a truck. And I'm thinking it's going to be like an LT or like something like that. Well, they hand me this Ford key that's like, you know, that is, doesn't really a key. It's just a fob. And, and I'm I, like, that's push to start. Yeah. Me, my truck has it. And I'm like, that's push to start. Yeah. We got a nice truck. Nice <laughs> truck. Yeah. And that's because I I knew that he knew that, and so I was like, we start walking outside, and I start hitting the button, and I well I hadn't hit the button yet. I turned this corner, I was like, there's a Ford King Ranch sitting there, and I'm like, no shot. I'm like, there's no way. But then right beside it was like an XL, and me and Tanner's like, dude, 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 hit the button, dude, hit the button. <laughs> and so I hit the button in it, and everybody went nuts. Like, that's was awesome. Like, that was, <laughs> us poor people were out there. We get we rent a truck, and it's. It's a King Ranch. We're like, oh, hell yeah. yeah we, we, were, we were high for sure. No, because I remember I saw, I literally, I saw those Instagram posts and I was like, damn, these boys are balling out here, man. <laughs> Not playing at all. Not playing. No, yeah, we, we, we definitely got a free upgrade for sure. Uh, some, yeah. Somebody was like, they're coming here to hunt, give them a King Ranch. Yeah, it had to be. We, we got hooked up for sure by somebody at Enterprise. So shout out Enterprise for that one. <laughs> They've listened to the but, uh, they've listened no. to the Krusty cast before. They yeah, look you guys. Sure, yeah, just want to make Enterprise sure Corporate, there. please sponsor Krusty Cast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, King but, uh, we only fuck with King Ranches only though. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, no, Kansas, Kansas was a a great experience. We uh, we learned a lot. I mean, oh, I can't say anything bad about our Kansas trip at all. Um, we uh, we hunted and scouted a lot. I mean, yeah. first first day we went and scouted, and we realized the birds weren't moving until eleven o'clock. And um, so we got up at five thirty six o'clock to go scout, and we we get to our spots, and we're sitting there. Well, eight o'clock, no movement. Nine o'clock, no movement. Ten o'clock, no movement. Eleven o'clock, 
here comes a few groups off. 11.15, 11.45, somewhere in there, they get up. Half the group gets up, and we're like, all right, let's follow. So we follow, and we, we found a good spot, and um, we sat there for about 20, 30 minutes watching watching groups come in. Come in, and me and Cole's like, this is it for tomorrow. This is it. And uh, So how we, do you guys yeah. in Kansas, you go there out of a whim, not out of a whim, but you plan the trip. But you don't have yeah. anything lined up to hunt, so you guys are scouting and hoping on just permission. Or do you have something lined up for backup? Uh, not really. We didn't have anything lined up for backup. And um, yeah, I got the Did I got the beer one? wench. What is this? Did you bring Thank you, babe. <laughs> I need one. I need one. Hey, we need um, two more, babe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my fiance is like, y'all don't y'all don't have no no uh. A backup plan? No, no. So I drove all the way out there to hunt people's other people's land, but nobody else was. What if I didn't get permission? I was like, someone else is going to give us permission. So that's we the were same. There. That is the same thought that that girl had just walked in and gave me beer. She'd been like, "You're an idiot. You didn't have any. Why would you drive that far for nothing?" <laughs> I mean, I mean so, you, you still have the it's public land. That you know, you you still got that, but I mean, yeah. it's definitely the private. You know, getting permission is the way to go out there. Just I think you can say I mean, getting permission private is the way almost anywhere. Yeah, just, oh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's great. So we sat there for about thirty minutes, roughly, and just sitting there watching them on a string just come in, just boom, 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 yeah. boom. And uh, we we pulled it up on Onyx, found her location, and we're like a mile from her house. So Cole's like, let's go. So we pull up into their driveway, and Cole gets out and goes talks to her. And Cole up there, old door-to-door salesman, being talking to her, and he goes, "Yes, man, we just drove 26 hours from North Carolina." She goes, "Oh, my daughter lives in North in Raleigh, which is like an hour and a half from us." Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Like, so you you can understand. She's like, "Oh, sweetie, go hunt." And we're like, "Oh, man, what all, a guy to have on the squad, it's, bro." It's, it's <laughs> all, <it's all. laughs> And uh, so we're all hyped, and we we get me and Cole come back that afternoon to scout it again. And once the dark hit, me and him was walking in this field, and we were at sunset time. Okay, it's and also like ten degrees. It's ten degrees. Well, which you guys are probably used to that. We're not, dude. That, we're not. that ain't shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So, me and him's in sweatpants and hoodies because we're riding around scouting all day. And we walk out into this field. What did it end up being? 600 yards? Oh, it had to be. Yeah, it was full. It was like 650, 800 yards. Oh, dude, I got a story. When you're done, we got one. (laughs) So, me and him walk, and we're just walking to to see where we're seeing the goose tracks at, goose poop. Yep. And we didn't realize how far we had walked from the truck. And then Cole's like, Dude, I'm cold. I'm cold. <laughs> and uh, we're we're talking on the phone on Onyx, and we're we're plotting it out, looking at the layout of the land. And this is probably a five minute span here. And uh, I was like, dude, we gotta get back to the truck. It is it is frosty out here. So we both run back to the truck, and I get in the truck, and it takes us probably a good solid ten minutes to get back warm. And I look over at Cole, and he is like ghost white i'm like 
what's wrong with you? He's like, I don't know. And like, he's like about to pass out. I'm like, open the, open the truck door and throw up. So he, he does that. And why was he throwing up? Back. Dude, he, he just ran back and was, it got so cold and uh, it was, we don't really know what happened. Yeah, there. while they were doing that, I was at a at the Mexican restaurant just waiting on them. Yeah, we're we're out there we're out there finding birds and freezing our butts off, and they're in there hot with uh, chips and sauce waiting on us. Oh, yeah. Man, it Harrison, was... you sound a lot like me, and uh, Tanner, you sound a lot like Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you go find them birds, buddy. I'll be there in the morning. It's like I'll have the bourbon yeah. waiting for you. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had the chips and salsa waiting on it. We appreciate it for sure. Oh yeah, that was a. I was like, I looked at Cole and he's just like, you can just t- you can just tell he's about to get sick. I'm like, oh yeah, are you are you good? He's like, I don't know, I don't know. And he just he gets out of the truck. No, it was you could just tell he something hit him whenever he was running back. He's like, I think I just got so cold I got sick. But yeah, it was it was a crispy crispy field. So we go hunt it the next morning, and um, it just didn't line up right with us. What we no, were doing. don't say that. Yeah, it was. It was. We saw them. They, it was, they were coming in there on a string. You know, it just we just didn't have. We didn't really have the right wind for one. We tried yeah. to just sort of force it, and we didn't really have the right wind, and uh, and then the hide was questionable. See, us Southern boys, we don't get snow much, so <laughs> we're hunting in snow and. We don't know how to do that. You, and, uh, um, yeah, you just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're we're out there, and our hide was not the greatest, and it's it just it was a bust. It was it wasn't a bust. We we killed, but we could have killed more. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the best way to say it. No, especially um, for the effort. I mean, some like sometimes you think, you know, what's your sweat equity into this place? It's two birds. I mean, it's two birds worth that. I mean, you sit here and make six trips back and forth from the truck of 10 guys, 10, 11 guys, and you set, I don't know, 80, de- 80 to $200, 200 decoys. <clears throat> what, I mean, you kill six birds. I mean, what is that? But, but then you, you know, have to factor in, hey, we drove however many hours. We're, we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're doing this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hunting, hunting this. Yeah. I don't care so, if we don't kill zero. And that's where me and Kenny differ. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Robbie. Robbie's a Robbie likes to do the hike. Um, he's he got a hiking machine. He's a hiking machine. Robbie. Robbie will go a five mile hike to kill two birds. Love him for it. Uh, it's and I'm the opposite. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. I got so. Lewis here, on the other hand, will plot out the farthest spot in the field that we could possibly hunt and pick that. <laughs> All right, kind of similar to yours. Both- but not besides the driving point, we we I mean it was right in our backyard basically. But we had a really rough season this year. I've said this on the past two podcasts, so this is a regurgitation for the, for anybody that's a consistent listener. But for you guys, this is you'll laugh at this probably. Only field, only time I've seen birds. We had a no, it was almost a warm snap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, kind of a warm snap. We we got hammered with the cold for about two three weeks everything froze up and then everything was we have a big river and when we're talking cold we're talking sub-zero yeah we're oh, i mean yeah we're talking like negative 20 negative 10 ah negative 10 negative 10 with wind chills with wind chill no, probably negative 20 yeah and so our main river freezes up 
and it's it, nothing can land on it. But it's been so warm right before that that we don't have any, we don't even have any birds. So we're just like, I, there was three weekends in a row where I didn't even go out and hunt because I was like, there's not, I can't find any birds. And I think I've put more miles on my truck this year than all of my other waterfowl seasons combined. And then all of a sudden, within a week, they all come pouring in everywhere. We got a heavy reverse migration. That cold front left us, and we got south winds just like crazy for like three days in a row. And I, we, Kenny's the one that saw him on like a Wednesday night. He's like, dude, they're at him, your field. I told him, I'm like, dude, I've never seen this many birds in the single field, and the field they're in is yours. And I was like, well, shit. All right, let's talk to the landowner. So I talked to him. He made, made sure it was cool. I went out Friday before we hunted. I scouted him. I walked out into this field, and I just crouched down. And I just got on Snapchat just probably, I don't know. It had to have been more than a 1,000 birds just pouring, pouring out of corn. And I was like, oh, dude, we fucking got him. And when I, when I called him and told him, yeah, when I called him and told him, I'm like, you're not going to believe the number I'm about to give you of birds because it's like, because like before that had been nothing. I did not believe him, by the way. Because before that had been like maybe five, ten birds in this field. I'm like, you're not going to believe the number I'm going to give you, but this is it, and you got to come see it for yourself tomorrow. Yeah, and I didn't believe him. And I was going to scout because of the number he told me. He was like, he said, there's probably about 600 birds in here, which is good enough for me. More than good enough for me. Which I was giving you the yeah. low end. Yeah, he was. And so I went out and scouted there. And, dude, I it was, I got there at the perfect time. I waited there for about 30 minutes. And then I didn't see anything, but, like, I heard him. So I just waited. And then I saw one just ginormous group. Had to have been about six to 1,000. 600 to 1,000 birds. Just just leave and i was like oh shit all right they're here because this this field is uh cut corn but not like tilled corn so it's like yeah it's just bit, cut corn a little bit off the ground but not tilled so it's not like flat you know what I yeah mean? you no, got about they, they can, like mid shin stubble yeah they can kind of hide yeah. in it a little bit if they want but the field that we had to cross was all just like it wasn't rutted up it wasn't tilled plowed it was just like old wheat or beans, or whatever it was. It was just flat. An easy walk is what I thought. But like a mile walk. A mile and a half mile there. And a half walk. So I get out after that first group's leave. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go walk out. I'm going to find out what we're going to hide. I'm going to find out what's what. Because the field that they were all sitting in was actually not our field. It was right on the corner of our field. Uh, like our land touched their land. But the field that touched that field was not cut corn. The field almost cat catty corner touched that corn which was also corn. So I was like, all right, this is going to be a hike, but if we don't do this hike, we have no hide. We have no birds. I watched them all come into this field and leave the field. They didn't touch anything that was not corn. Like they didn't, they didn't go to the beans. They didn't go to the old wheat. They didn't go to the puddles. They only went to the corn. So I was like, all right, we have to hunt the corn. That's where they're going. That's where they want to go. Mile and a half there. I didn't realize that until the next morning. <laughs> Or I didn't realize that until after the hunt. I told you in the morning because my lazy ass mapped it out. I'm like, you realize how far <laughs> we're about to walk here, right? And I have we we took one A-frame and we took what a dozen full bodies and well, about like, five, six dozen three, silos, three full size how many birds, worth of stuff. Well, we had four guys. We got our we got eighteen. What sucked about yeah? What sucked about that is. 
super foggy. Two birds shy, which we could have got. We could have. We could have got. We could have got. It was super foggy that next morning, and zero wind. So kind of just like your Kansas hunt, we got screwed by the weather. It was like we we almost forced it. Super foggy. We did nothing. We we had to. We sat there and just heard birds all morning. We like it was weird for it to be quiet, but we could never see them. We only got what two birds to decoy that whole time. Well, in the morning when it was foggy. Yeah, like we only got after two. The, birds. After the fog cleared, they started coming in. But but hell, all, almost all of our kills were pass shots. Yeah. Yeah, you. We um we got a spot like that. Yeah. We got to the point where we had mallards working over top of us. And they they wanted to work in, but it didn't want to work in. We got to the point where like, look, we're gonna start pass shooting because they're they're not decoying in at all. We're gonna have to do something different. And this, everything. yeah, and this is like, if we're not one of the last weekends, because this was a, like what second to last weekend of our season. Yeah, if we're not second to last weekend, I will hesitate on pass shooting to not scare the birds. But we got yeah. to, we got to the point where we have been seeing no birds. I was like, "Fuck it." It was my field, and so John, he's a way better waterfowl hunter than me and Kenny combined. But I was like, "John, it is my field, and I appreciate you giving me that respect." But you make whatever call you want to make, and I will preface that we have not shot birds, and there is no birds in the area. So if they're close, let's shoot them. <laughs> yeah. And that's we yeah we passed shot. Which took him. It took him a little time to get used to because he's so used to in the beginning. You know what I mean. He's so used to letting them decoy and letting them work. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's shoot them up now. Why oh yeah, care? like yeah. John, yep. John's great, and so that was kind of I think hard for him to just hey, they're not going to land, dude. We have to pass shoot them. Yeah, could but, be could be like Shannon uh, not call a shot when we've got forty almost sitting on the ground. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, dude, you 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 have you have those guys. Um, we're, we were hunting and someone didn't call a shot and someone was like, Hey, someone else call a shot. And Robbie was like, I'll call a shot. But Robbie's also calling. So Robbie ain't got no lungs after he's been calling and working these mallards. And we have these mallards. I'm pretty much talking their feet just smacked our face. They were so close to us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure to hit one with my gun barrel. If I oh yeah. And, uh, we're all sitting there because Robbie's. I think Robbie. Robbie probably forgot he was calling a shot. And uh, what did he say? Why didn't he call a shot? Uh, did he say it's like I thought I could get him to work one more time or something? <laughs> he thought he was work I don't know, more. but I was like, dude, if they worked anymore, it would have been in my blind. Like, <laughs> we would have been cuddling, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love him for it, but, but uh, we we told him we're gonna tell everybody that story and just. So y'all, y'all can just ride him for it. Hey, and so. Robbie, Robbie, uh, watches birds so often to the distance. I'm gonna DM him right oh. now. Just, I'm just gonna say, you gonna let him circle one more? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, we had a bird sell out a little bit, and Robbie was like, "I'll run, go get it. I'll go get it." So he runs down hit down a hill, back up a hill to get back to the to the blind. He goes, I just ran all that way for a wood duck. Kills a wood duck <laughs> in the field in Kansas. And he he was he ran and ran and ran and ran. Then he gets back in and has to call more. He's like, I'm not doing that no more. Oh, yeah. dude. It was a hen wood duck, too. It was a hen wood duck, yeah. This guy right here, him and Malachi. That's why I freaking hate these two, dude, because they can't blow a call to save their life. And Kenny, 
I'm saying this in in range of your fist, so like I, I'm confident go. that you'll agree. Dude. <laughs> I'll be fucking sprinting to grab Bert. And Kenny, Kenny does a great job. He he's our he's our own little bird dog. Yeah, I'm the dog. He does love grabbing <laughs> those yeah. birds though. Uh, I'll be we'll be sprinting to change decoys, sprinting to do whatever. And I'm fucking out of breath, and I gotta get back on the call. And these two fucking can't call, so I'm just sitting there. Yeah, we're sitting there like they're coming in. You better get calling. <laughs> Oh yeah, I get, oh, yeah. dude. I get what he was saying, hundred percent. Don't, don't hate on Robbie for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, oh no. Nah, uh-uh. He just, he just responded. He goes, "That was not my best moment." <laughs> <laughs> oh, love him, oh. love him. But uh, oh yeah, we nope. told, we told him he was gonna, he was gonna catch it for that one for sure. But oh, I would, was, I would give it, I would laugh. give it to Kenny, bro. That's yeah, that's you yeah. have to. I mean, we were we were pretty mad at the at the stuff well, that happened, but after about five minutes, when we started shooting more, we, once we, we got killed, it. once we killed those mallards that worked, we didn't care. But at the time, we were like, "Ronnie, yeah, we, how do you do that?" We we told uh we as soon as that happened, uh, the dude that was sitting beside him, um, he, he, he was like, "All right, bro, I'm calling the shot now." And the next group that came in, I'm talking, they they were out there, and he was like, "Kill them!" And we just tried. <laughs> We, we just do shots at him. We shot a few, but it was it was. We killed a good bit of mileage that day. Yeah, it, was, it was, I think, we were about eighteen. No, nah, we were in the twenties. Yeah. So oh, we were up there. Yeah, that's Somewhere hilarious. But uh, yeah, that was a, that was a good hunt. That was a corn stubble like you're talking about. Yeah. But this was afternoon because out there in late season Kansas, you're you're hunting a lot of afternoon hunts yeah. because it's so cold and. Everything's frozen up. It switched on us. Yeah. Middle of the week because it started warming up. And then, uh, of course, towards the end of the week when we had to leave, we find like a massive feed of probably, I think, there had to be every bit of like, I don't even know, over 40,000 snow geese that landed in that field. Like it was an insane amount. Insane. And it was like, it wasn't just like one roost. Like they were coming from every direction. Like it was almost like a transition, like a transition field for them to get back to the roost. So like it was, yeah. it was we just didn't, like we a didn't little, little loafing field. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to we didn't get to hunt that one. Um, but they had, I mean, they had mallards mixed in there too. They had you know dark geese. That it was the whole. It was pretty much any kind of waterfowl you wanted to shoot was in that in that field. But no, we didn't get a like we that, didn't get a chance. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying we didn't get a chance to hunt it. But. Gotcha. No, and and John, if he's listening, he'll give me shit on this. When I was sending him Snapchats of that field I was just talking about, he was like, "Did I hear? Did I hear cacklers or some snows in there?" I go, "John, I can't confirm or deny because I was using Snapchat video, but I'm pretty sure I saw like a snow, and there were some that were smaller, but they all look kind of just like blobs on Snapchat, <laughs> zoomed all the way in. So, like, I heard it too. I can't confirm, but I'm gonna say there was." <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's a whole different bargain when when you get forty thousand snows that's that's a whole lot of decoys oh, oh dude that's one hunt i want to go on is a, is a good snow hunt that sounds mm-hmm. so fun that's a hunt i'd probably pay for i don't know about you kenny that's we need we need uh oh caleb for that from texas oh, yeah. we need him for that he, caleb he can... if you're listening i will film everything and not even bring my gun and I'll come bring my gun. Uh, Kenny will bring his gun. Oh, you're bringing gun. We have to go unplugged and everything. We'll have to go when it's unplugged. No, um, no limit. No limit. 
My sister lives down in Texas. I'll just stay with her for a few days, and I'll help you boys scout, and then we'll go hunt. Hold on a second. Where at in Texas? Not near Lubbock. <laughs> driving through Texas, it's it's straight and it's flat and it's and you're hey, driving forever. That's pipeline territory. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so. any other good stories? Uh, final wrap ups. I mean, you guys traveled a lot of places. I mean, talked about your your eighty three bird hunt, Kansas. You have, yeah, you guys have done a lot more traveling than we have this year. That's why I like talking to you guys. You guys actually. Um, hunt unlike me and kenny just sit in our backyards y'all already have to come with us yeah come hey, with us let's talk about it let's do it next year i'll be down for fair i mean rusty cast mixed with a uh, fox waterfowl hell yeah i love it you guys should come up and hunt up here next year if you get if we get some birds if, if you get some 600 to a thousand birds check snapchat if it's anything like last weekend though you boys better be able to get here in like four hours because that's how much <laughs> that's how quick it changed <laughs> <laughs> where are y'all at where? uh northeast ohio or northwest, northwest ohio. yeah northwest ohio it's like right by lake erie right in the corner of we're lake erie. uh yeah we're pretty much almost right on the border of michigan and ohio the southern border of michigan northern border of ohio so yeah we got some stuff in michigan we got some stuff in ohio uh we don't really venture too far out of there but uh, me and kenny been talking a lot we want to we just yeah. we're just outside of toledo if you're looking on a map it's northwest portion or the yeah what very western portion of lake erie did you say toledo area we're in toledo area that's what i said i'll oh, be okay. there in nine, yeah, nine, nine hours, hours. Nine, hey nine, that'll nine. work yeah, we can get <laughs> that's a, hey that's doable yeah, that's, you got a field we'll that's, definitely be there that's just one fill can. up that's it yeah we got it. hey we could probably make it happen next year hey we could probably even give you a 15 hour head start <laughs> <laughs> we, we can hey, do better than nine you're gonna be gone in eight hours speed <laughs> Yeah. Run, run. Um, no, we'll have to keep you boys updated for early season though, because I think some of the fields I just got um, last year, and I got to go make sure we, I got to go have dinner with the landowner actually, make sure I'm on good terms with him. I think early our early season next year with these fields, there could be a great potential that you boys get an invite. I. That's if, my favorite. That's my favorite kind of hunting. Yeah, uh, early goose hunt. If everything's playing out correctly, we should have a lot of decoys headed that way. Hell so, yeah! So, we'll, uh, is it is it mainly big Tonys? Oh, uh, dude, they're they're all you all we get is big birds, and you know you you call them big Tonys, I call them geese, dude. Geese. We call we call if they're not if they're not fucking ginormous, if they don't weigh twenty five pounds of birds, they're a cackler. Yeah, if they don't if they don't make a giant thud when they hit the ground, if they if they ain't breaking through three inches of ice when they hit, yeah, they ain't, that ain't a goose. So. <laughs> That sucker hit the ice, came down, and just busted ice all around it. <laughs> Literally, like yeah, I'm, what? I'm not kidding with you. You can probably get a pound to pound and a half of boob off of a goose. <laughs> it sounds, dude. It sounds funny. But that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, a boob, a boob. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely we'll, do that. We'll make a trip. Hell yeah, we'll see if we can get something working out for you guys and make you guys have a trip up here, and hopefully we can make a trip down there some our next season. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. you you might be disappointed when you come down here with what? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we're, yeah. bro, we're in where? Well, you guys are in Charlotte, aren't you? Yeah, right we're, outside. Right, we're in. Oh, Canapolis. dude, there's Charlotte's great. Even if we don't shoot birds, we'll go on the city, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I, I was listening to I think one of y'all's podcasts, and you said that y'all came to I think it was with Caleb. You came to Old Armor. Yeah, that's there. that was right I, next to my buddy's apartment building. 
Yeah, yeah. So my brother lived in that apartment building, and I live oh, like shit. literally a five. I live a five minute walk to that to to Old Armor up there. No, she was had... Old Yeah. When? Oh God, this was. 2021 2020 2021 see i mean i'm gonna see how hey ask you hey ask (laughs) how wait when did your brother live there he he was like last year it wasn't recent okay gotcha because i was gonna say we i was like you'll know if you saw us there because we were the dudes the jackasses at the pool set up on the turf area playing beer die all fucking day (laughs) (laughs) dude that is wild yeah we spent a lot of time there yeah i don't we probably would have definitely been there at the same time. Oh, we, dude, there's a good chance we might have. We went four days in a row at Old Armor in the, in this in summer. <laughs> oh yeah, Def, definitely, <laughs> definitely, probably were there at the same time. Yeah, for sure. All right, but, boys. yeah, we, we well, live right we live right near there. That's so. that's hilarious. That is hilarious. But hey, we've been going for a long time now. You guys get anything to shout out? Shout out your pages, whatever you guys want to do. Flocks waterfowl. F-L-O-X, Flox. F-L-O-X, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Uh, we appreciate Crazy Cast again. Hey, appreciate you guys for hopping on. Thanks for sharing your stories. It's been a good one. We'll uh, oh, hopefully yes, get this up. Yeah, I mean, this is a long one. I hope to upload this Friday, but uh, we'll see with how long this we'll is. See. I got Hey, I got our, our faces being recorded, so hopefully uh, we can do some stuff on YouTube with it too. But if that's, oh, yeah. all, if sure. that's all you guys got to shout, shout out, thanks for coming on again. And uh, hopefully you guys see us next week here on the Krusty Cast. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys later. Thanks for having us. See you, buddy. Thank you.